Hi, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. I'm Jamie Allison, and uh, this is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, and find out specifically some of their factors for success um, and some things that you're able to relate to into your lives afterwards. So we've talked to athletes, CEOs, people that are just doing really cool things in their space. And, and today, I know that you're going to be really happy to hear the guests that we have today. Just before we jump into that interview, a couple of quick things. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you know that uh, the Wakefield Mill um, Hotel and Spa has been uh, doing a lot with us recently. So if you're thinking of having a winter getaway where you could kind of um, relax, but at the same time, there's lots of really cool stuff. It's just outside of Ottawa uh, in Wakefield by the Gatineau Forest. Um, so some really cool stuff there, fat biking, skiing, cross-country skiing, all those things right at your doorstep. So, uh, so definitely take a look at it if it's something that you're interested in there. We also wanted to mention Impact Magazine. If you are looking for that valued publication and also a fulton resource on fitness, health and nutrition, all of those things wrapped together, Impact Magazine is definitely what you're looking for. You can find it at www.impactmagazine.ca or on Instagram if you check them out there. Um, their upcoming issue, which is coming out really soon, um, features Mark McMorris on the cover, so that's pretty cool, a snowboarder. Um, and uh, definitely, uh, again, check them out. It's, uh, again, www.impactmagazine.ca. The other one is that we are getting to that time of year where people are starting to put together plans and goals for the coming year. Um, if you go to our website at www.bigideabigmoves.com, there is a high performance planner there that you can access and um, some really cool things about goal setting and, and being able to align that with journaling as well. So, uh, so definitely take a look at it. And uh, I think you'll find today's guest will be one of those people that kind of spark that interest in you as well. Um, so, Tia Claire Toomey was favored to win the 2020 uh, CrossFit Games. She did that in a real dominating fashion yet again and was again crowned the fittest woman on earth. She won nine of 12 events and uh, smashed records all over the place. Um, she has become the first female competitor to win four CrossFit Games. It's four now. Um, she has won every year since 2017. She's broken records with six consecutive event wins and all-time wins, I think now with 24. Her partner, Shane, is her coach, which is really cool. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and she's trained with Matt Fraser recently as well. And that's, that's kind of the connection between the three of them as well. Um, and uh, she has a book, I know as well, that's uh, How I Became the Fittest Woman on Earth, my story so far. And you're adding to it all the time. So again, thank you very much for coming on. I'm sure you're, you're really busy, but um, you know, really appreciate you coming on with us today. <laughs> No, thank you so much for having me. And it's an honor to be, be here. Uh, that, that getaway sounds very nice. <laughs> yeah, right now it would be. And it is pretty fantastic, actually. It's a pretty cool place. It's in Quebec, if you happen to be out in, in Canada doing stuff, then definitely do that. Huh? Pretty cool, I'm sure. I might have to so, check it out. <laughs> yeah, Who knows? Yeah. So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the most recent CrossFit Games, because it, it was pretty recent. And um, this year was a lot different, I yeah. would assume. Um, can we talk a little bit about, you know, what, how different did it feel to be, you know, on the ranch rather than in kind of big stadiums and maybe, uh, you know, a, a little, little quieter than it might've been before as well. Yeah. You know, there was, there's, now that I look back on it and I've had some time to reflect, there's like pros and cons for everything. Yeah. Cons being not being surrounded by family, friends, supporters, people there that are cheering us on and really showing us like 
why we train so hard every single day. Um, you know, not having those fans there, that was something that you missed for sure. But the pros, there was so many things that because there was such a reduced field, it was it was a very different atmosphere, not just yeah. for the athletes, but for the organisers. And then the organisers, you know, being able to stay a little bit more relaxed than what they have been in the past years because there's not as many moving parts. That personally I really appreciated and I really enjoyed because we got to joke and have a lot of fun um, within each other. And I think that that was what was so nice. And just having that intimate feeling with all the other athletes, getting to know them on more of a personal level. You never really want to meet someone when they're, you know, in competition mode. You never really want to um, experience that only because they're so focused on the job at, at hand that it can rub off the wrong way. And I think that it's a really poor indication on who that individual is when you meet them in a very stressful situation only because they've, you know, as an athlete, we dedicate so much time and energy into this one weekend that we get to showcase it. And so you don't want to have any distractions whatsoever. And so sometimes, you know, interactions of just like a whole high, it it, it can be very overwhelming in, in a respect. And so, it was just so great to meet people, um, you know, particularly the male side, uh, only because I know the females a lot more because we've been competing for so many years together. You know, the more you know each other, the more you compete against each other, the more you get to know each other outside of competition as well. Um, whereas the males, I, I never knew who Samuel Quant was, um, Jeffrey Adler and even Justin Medeiros that they they were athletes I didn't know. So um, getting to know them was awesome. That's an interesting thing that you wouldn't really think of that, but even just being in the middle of competition, people do act differently than they would when they're a little more casual. Um, You know, people say that, um, that you are a little more quiet than some is, is that because they've seen you in competition or is that because, um, you know, you just happen to have kind of a different personality than some of the more kind of verbose athletes? Um. Yeah, I I definitely try not to exert a lot of energy when it comes to competing. So I'm a lot more reserved than what I would be if you met me outside of competition. I'm, you know, allowed and, um, you know, just out there when it comes to, I'm an extrovert when it comes to outside of competition. But um, as soon as they want, or the day before competition, it's, it's, you know, I've got a job to do. And so it's about staying a little bit more reserved, being a little bit more quiet, not putting yourself out there. Um, and just, just really trying to visualize and focus on the task at hand. And so there's just a lot of moving parts. So making sure that, you know, I have everything in order in regards to my gym bag, to the supplements that I need to be taking, to you know, have I fueled the body right? Have I done my ROMWOD? Have I got the right um, mobility tools? And have I gone through my usual protocols in order to make sure that my body is right where it needs to be? Um, And so, you know, that is all just like happening through the mind as, as the whole weekend goes through. 
and you know, I'm not there to make any friends. And so uh, everyone that competes, particularly the athletes, they understand each other's point of view. So, you know, nothing should be taken personally, um, which is why I feel confident and, and comfortable with just doing my own thing. Whereas it's not a natural thing. Um, outside of competition, I feel like I have to acknowledge every single person I walk past. I have to put that extra energy into saying hello or asking how that individual is, um, you know, just, just basically um, recognizing them. And so when it comes to competition, you know, that, get, that is a lot of energy that I can't give up when it comes to when I'm competing. And it's just something that I have to do in order to be a little bit more selfish um, to make sure that I'm executing and I have the enough energy to absolutely go out there and dominate. Yeah. Now, and how does that, because I mentioned earlier, you know, Shane is your coach. How, how does that work for the two of you? You know, is that, is that a difficult thing? Because I'm sure there's times where you do have to set different boundaries than you would if you were just kind of being a regular couple outside of the competition. Is, is that a difficult thing to manage for the two of you? It definitely has its challenges, but um, our relationship in season compared to competition mm -hmm. and then off season is so different. So in season when I'm training, oh, we're at each other's throats, you know, <laughs> um, it's one of those things that, it, it works so well. Um, it's not as bad as what I'm saying, but you know, if I, I know that what he's trying to get me to do is going to help and benefit me, but there may be a day where I'm just like, my emotions are heightened, you know, my hormones are just going crazy that day. And he just has to say that one word that I don't know, makes me just <laughs> lose it. Yeah. Um, we definitely have those days. Sure. But in competition, uh, we never argue. Um, whatever he says goes, and we're very direct. We're very um, like I'm. I'm more of a yes man at competition. Of like, yep, yep. Um, as years progress, though, uh, the more I know that I I need him somewhat less because he has prepared me so well and mm -hmm. I know exactly how he wants or how I need to execute a workout. Um, but obviously it's really nice and comforting that, you know, I have my husband and coach right there with me along with the journey. It, it's not that I need him there. It's more that I want him there because we're doing this together. It's a, it's a team thing. Um, and, you know, I look forward to being able to, talk and tell these stories to our kids about yeah. you know how mum and dad used to do this and mum and dad used to do that um and then off season uh we're very romantic and you know <laughs> we are husband and wife and life is just amazing um because we don't have to he doesn't have to be that little birdie on my shoulder saying hey Tia should you be eating that Snickers bar like right now it's like hey let's have Snickers and like, you know, what about donuts for lunch and breakfast and so it's like it's just stuff like that that you know we know nothing needs to be taken personally um it, it works really really well it's such an organic equation um that's just formed over many many years and I think it helps that we were in a relationship and we'd grown up together prior to CrossFit. 
um, yeah. whether people know that or not, we, we had a, a, a long-term relationship well before CrossFit even began, or we even knew what CrossFit was. Yeah. And you've kind of grown through that together, I'm sure as well. So even just understanding it now, how we've both gone to the Olympics and yeah, it's, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, it's well, and, and I mean, it's probably a good thing because you're both so competitive. At least there's a way to be competitive together <laughs> rather than yeah. against each and other. And we're too, stubborn. Right? And yeah. so we can, we actually, we use it, you know, when you can, you use your raw emotion, um, you know, your anger, your, like there's, you have to use all those emotions in the right way. We're able to do that. Um, and, and we can recognize when it's not healthy um and you know Shane just goes and plays playstation and i'll just go and watch netflix and we have our time and space uh when when, when those days are hey like let's just not talk to each other right now yeah yeah <laughs> well because you recognize it so actually that was the question i was going to ask is you do um do you do anything outside of that training you do like you you obviously do lots of physical training you obviously do um it sounds like a a, a a way of doing mental performance training, just what you were talking about, but is there anything you do outside of the norm around mental performance or is it just that you guys have that kind of relationship that way? Um, no, honestly. Um, like I think the way we learn is from failing. Um, and so, you know, you, the more exposure, the more experience you, you get, the more confidence you build because you're like, you have uh, an understanding on what kind of direction you need to go in order to be more successful. So, you know, when people say you learn so so much from failing, it's so true. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we all have a fear of failing, but it's okay to fail because <laughs> if you never failed, you weren't pushing boundaries and you weren't challenging yourself enough to see, how far or what direction you needed to go. And so I think that this is something that we have, and honestly, this has come a lot more from Shane and from me being okay with it because, you know, every single lift that I did in weightlifting, every single, you know, gymnastics piece that I did, I had to make sure I ended on a successful lift or a successful movement. Yeah. But I had to understand and I had to learn to be okay with like pushing it so far that I couldn't get that lift or yeah. I couldn't get that movement because if I wasn't pushing my limits, how, how do I know how good I can be? And so um, I had to start understanding or getting used to and being okay with only hitting 120 kilo front squat and failing the 125 because next time I came to the 125 front squat, I would get it because I was so fired up from failing it in the last training session. Yeah. And so before I knew it, I was getting 135 kilo front squat because I've just pushed myself and I failed that many times to get to that level. Whereas had I just successfully hit the 120, I could still just be at 120 because I was scared to keep pushing those limits. And to end on failure instead of like a, to end that day on failure was okay. And that that's just your starting point yeah. for the next day or your, your goal for the next day. Uh, you, I think you said in your book, if I remember correctly, that um, 
that you're really good for a while at being at being second place. Coming in second place was always it was something that really upset you, but at the same time, it's still second place. But it also was what started pushing you to get right. a little bit better each time. And do you think that's what I mean? Because right now you're the most yeah. dominant force out there and have been for a while. Is that what got you there, or is it just kind of a number of other things? Definitely, definitely. Um, yes. Yeah, so basically, you know, through my whole journey, I've always, I've always known I was competitive. I've always known that I had the desire to set goals and try and achieve them and, and be hungry and, and just be relentless in achieving those goals I set for myself. Yeah. Um, but by coming second, that, that frustration that I was feeling that I I just wasn't good enough to be on number one that drove and fueled so much determination inside me that I knew I I can't stop until I get that number one spot. And, you know, um, as, as the progress, as, as it progresses forward, you start to realize okay, where I started was I just simply wanted to be a CrossFit Games athlete, you know? And prior to that, I didn't even know what the CrossFit Games were. So for me, I just wanted to be the best in my, in my actual gym. So, you know, I was, all I was thinking about was, okay, who's the best female and male in our CrossFit gym? I want to be better than them. And I did that. So then what was the next goal? Oh, okay, the Open's now here. And so now I need to be... I need to qualify for regionals. Okay, cool. Like let's, what do I need to do in order to get that? And so I had these progressional goals um, that I didn't set limitations on myself, but I always was just chipping away and I was hitting, you know, goals that were very reachable because I wasn't, I wasn't aiming too far or too high to start off with. I was slowly progressing. And I remember the first time that I, qualified for the CrossFit Games, I literally, I didn't even know I wanted to go to the CrossFit Games until halfway through the CrossFit Open. And for people that don't know what the CrossFit Open is, you have over five weeks, five online events that you need to compete against. And it's like an online competition. So anyone in the world can compete. And then you get to us, you have a selection. So it's like, you know, the top 30 or whatever, move on to the next section. This year, it's actually still being determined on how the season's going to run but there is still going to be an open. And so it was literally halfway through that five week cycle of those online competitions where I was like, Shane, I just want to go to the CrossFit games, you know, like, and I don't even know what, what even uh, like made me want to do that. Like prior to that, all I cared about was going to the Olympics for weightlifting. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why not do both? You know, like just, it just came to me. And so being a participant or just going to the CrossFit games, that was the desire. That was the goal. And like, Oh my God, Holy shit. Like I (laughs) come second at my very first CrossFit games. Like that was not meant to happen. That was completely unexpected. And so those seconds, that's when it started realizing like, Oh no, you don't want to just, be a participant at the CrossFit Games. You want to win the CrossFit Games and you want to be the most dominant athlete to ever compete on on the CrossFit competition floor. Yeah. And so that's that's the journey I'm living right now. Wow. 
And, and how is that now? Because I mean, I, I find it interesting that you, you've trained recently, like most, most recently your training is with Matt Fraser, who I would assume has a very similar kind of viewpoint on, on training, because for those people who don't know Matt Fraser, he's basically Tia for the men. You're, you're both by far the most <laughs> yeah. dominant people on both sides. So it, it almost seems unfair. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, so, What's that like? And he's to really, have... really hairy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is hairy. That is quite different. If you haven't checked, <laughs> definitely take a look. And he uh, he is very much a, a natural guy. That's for sure. So, um, so what's it like <laughs> to train that way? If you're you, you know you're training with another athlete who obviously has the same way of approaching things as as you do. Um, I think it's not as cool as the way probably Shane sees it, um, you know, for Matt and I, I mean, it's, it's awesome to actually be able to train a lot alongside a like-minded person. Yeah. He understands my emotions. He understands what my body's going through. We do the exact same thing. Uh-huh. And so having that someone there, like Shane used to train with me every single day. So he was going through it with me as well as programming. But then when Matt came into the picture, Shane could take a step back and not yeah. worry so much about physically keeping up. He, he just had to make sure that he was programming accordingly. Yeah. And so um, because of that, it's definitely made training a lot more enjoyable. Um, Matt and I are very similar, but very different in a lot of ways as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a very organic and unique situation as well. Just like Shane and my relationship. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think we could have planned this any better. And had we tried to plan it, I don't think it would have worked out because, um, you know, we are so similar that we get frustrated each other because, you know, we're dealing essentially with the same freaking person and you're like, (laughs) what is wrong with you? But you're literally, you know, you're doing the same shit, you know? And so it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, that's exactly how I would have reacted to. And I need to like sit back and check myself because, you know, I I can't be like that. But um, I look at Shane and I just think like, wow, like how does he deal with that? He's got literally two tears or he's now dealing with two mats. That is insane. He has years of experience dealing with you. Some, he, he's going to have to get some sort of like treatment after this whole process because uh, he will not be mentally stable. Um, but he worked like it's just incredible how he deals with us and he doesn't put up with our rubbish. Um, and, you know, he, he admires what we do, but doesn't let us get away with anything like we will try our hardest to, to change certain workouts, you know, just so that it suits either one of us a little bit more or whatever. And Shane yeah. will just simply walk away and we just look at each other as in like, so is that a no or is that a yes? <laughs> and he's like, ready, three, two, one. And if we're ready or not, it's like, you got to go. You just go. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I really commend Shane with what he's done. And, you know, he obviously, you know, created – well, he helped me get become the best in the world. Um, he's he took me to the Olympics. He, I, I, he, you know, he helped me win a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. Like he's done so much for me. 
but we've been able to build from the very beginning. Yeah. When he came into the picture with Matt, which was two years ago, so in, at the yeah. end of 2018, um, this is what I find so fascinating. He's taken someone that's great. Like you can't like, like how do you take someone that's already so incredible at his craft? He's the best in the world at what he does. Yeah. Like the only way he can go is down. And so mm-hmm. what Shane was able to do in these last 24 months was take Matt from great to unstoppable. And yeah. In my eyes, I think that that's just so much more impressive because, you know, for, for an athlete that is just stuck in his ways, um, you know, has been doing his thing for so many years to actually find trust in Shane, someone he had not, like, before we actually got together, the three of us, we didn't know Matt. Like, the only interaction we ever had with Matt was, you know, at the CrossFit Games every year where it was like, oh, hi. Like, I don't even know if Shane and Matt had ever spoken. And then, you know, Shane was able to really help Matt evolve and become just a force to be reckoned with. Um, and that that was a true reflection of his total. Like, Matt PR'd every single lift that he did at the CrossFit Games this year, which yeah. is unheard of for Matt. Yeah. Well, especially at the level he's already at like that. I think you're right. Like that it's, exactly. a, it's amazing coaching to be able to coach somebody who is at that level. And, and that's, that's fantastic. Uh, the other yeah. thing I, I wondered, so I, I talked to Annie Thor's daughter recently and she, um, Oh, I love Annie. Yeah. Yeah. She's the nicest person ever. And, um, but I asked her, I said, okay, so Iceland is a good example. I said, you know, such a small place. Uh, I know people ask her that all the time is how do so many CrossFitters, but also just, and, and, athletes in general come from such a, a you know a great place and I'll uh, she she basically said you know I think it's just we're we're kind of brought up that way everybody is involved in sports everybody has to do something um and it's just a, a you know a, a, the place itself has it culturally ingrained um I would actually say that Australia is very similar in in many ways in that there are a lot of people that um, come out of that and not just in in your sport, but in lots of sports. Do you see it as a similar thing is what is it that that makes Australia one of those places where a lot of, you know, high level athletes come from? I just feel like, you know, and just, just speaking about Australia, they breed us tough down there and, you know, they, they breed they breed hard workers. And I think that at the end of the day, that is what's going to get you to where you want to go is just working hard and, you know, trying to perfect your craft. And, um, and there are so many people, whether they're in sports, you know, arts, music, craft, um, you know, politics, like politics, like it, yeah. it really doesn't matter what it is. If you really wanted it, you just have to put the work in and, you know, people do that back home in Australia. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how many, there are certain countries that just people come out of in a, in a very differing kind of ratio, I think. So, uh, so it's, it's cool, to, cool to hear. Um, I, so- you know, it, what in, what's intriguing is um, I, I have been fortunate to travel around a lot of countries and you know, people that I've come across, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what country they come from or anything, you know, they just, if 
there's just something about people that just want to put themselves out there and just absolutely go for it. It's just so inspiring. And I think that that's what I've been able to really um, see. And, you know, I'm, I was shocked by, cause you yeah. know, when you, when you grow up in a country, like that's kind of your, like, that's all, you know, yeah. um, but to be able to get out into the world and realize like it happens all over the world. That's what's really, really cool. And, and by moving and living here in the States, I've learned and been, you know, my eyes have just been opened to so many different other things that I think that could really benefit us in Australia as well. Well, and it's opportunity. It's all of those things when you, you do yeah. get to see other things, right? And um, Oh, yeah. There's so many opportunities here in the States. Yeah, there is for sure. There is for sure. Um, so one uh, one other thing is is from goal setting. I know you you talked about it a little bit. Are you now kind of focused on goal setting because the open would be if it, if it goes as per normal, it'd be in February. So um, do you have a formal process of figuring out what your goals are? How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So um, you know, I think for CrossFit, uh, what's unfortunate about our sport is over the past couple of years, there hasn't really been a consistency in terms of the season. Yeah. And so you could be halfway through your season and still not know how to qualify for the CrossFit games. Um, and so I think now with the new owner, we're finally going to have some, some outline and we're going to see some consistency when it comes to competing and being a CrossFit athlete. Um, yeah. Right now I'm still waiting to, know how or when or what to do in order to qualify for the CrossFit Games. Obviously, that is definitely something that I want to do and pursue. Um, so as of now, the Open is end of February, I believe, throughout March. Mm -hmm. So it's changed from October last year, now back yeah. to February, which it yeah. was like a few years back. Um, and with that in mind, you know, I'm assuming we will qualify to an event where then we can go and, you know, qualify for the CrossFit Games or whatever. Um, so I'm still waiting for all that information to yeah. get announced and released. But, um, you know, I've been doing CrossFit now for a few years. Um, I'm very satisfied with where I am, but still I know that there's so many to, so much more to achieve within the sport as well you know i i won nine out of 12 events can i get 10 out of 12 events or you know there there's definitely goals that i look at um throughout the season and you know throughout the crossfit games that i think i would love to you know try and get after and, and that's what yeah. keeps me stimulated that's what keeps me motivated to keep coming back um and obviously a fifth title or a fifth notch on the belt it doesn't go astray you know i do have something planned i or so when are we going live with this podcast uh we will uh be going in december so it will be probably mid-december okay well i think i can probably say it okay um <laughs> so right now the flights aren't booked um so just like obviously keep this between us for now until you, you, sure. you know, this goes live, but yep. um, I'm still waiting for my visa to get approved. I think I'm, it's this Friday. I think we're going to get it approved. Then we'll book flights to South Korea and I'll be going and training with the Australian bobsled team. No way. Oh, very cool. Yeah. 
So this is something that's been in the works for just over 18 months now. Um, I haven't really spoken about it just because, you know, there was just so much uncertainty within the world that I didn't even know if it was going to be a possibility. But obviously, you know, we have the Winter Olympics coming up in 2022. And so the goal is to obviously try and qualify for the Winter Olympics with the Australian bobsled team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, need to, I need to go and learn so much. So over the next uh, two months, just before the CrossFit season starts, I'll be training in South Korea with, uh, and, and doing bobsled. Wow. That, that's very cool. And it, it plays to your strengths as well. I mean, I know bobsled, the bobsled team, team in Canada here, they, they obviously try to recruit those people who have, you know, lots of, uh, lots of power and lots of ability to move it quickly. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea what to expect. I really don't know what I'm getting myself into, but um, <laughs> you know, obviously this is an opportunity that I thought was going to be very, very cool. Um, and I know that, you know, I work hard for things like this. So um, I'm, it's something I'm very, very excited for anyway. Yeah. You've, you've been summer Olympics, you've done Commonwealth games, you've done CrossFit games, and now you're trying to go for winter Olympics. That's pretty cool. It's a neat combination. Yeah. I mean, it would be, it'd be very, very cool. It'd be an honor to be able to represent the con- my country in a few different sports. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But it, it just goes to show how, doing CrossFit, it, it has definitely broadened my skill and my, my ability to just be able to do different sports as well. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of kids should understand that yeah. in doing the right training. CrossFit can really complement their chosen sport. Well, it is that functional fitness piece too. And, and so many kids nowadays are put right into a very specific niche of a, um, I know here in Canada, a lot of people are, you're in hockey and you're only in hockey and it becomes an all year sport rather than what it used to be when people were, you know, people my age were younger. It was, you would do that and other sports in the summer and things like that. And it doesn't happen as often yeah. now. It's good for you to say that. So um, if somebody, yeah. uh, so if, if somebody is thinking now that they want to, um, you know, we're, we're approaching kind of the end of the year, people are starting to look at um, kind of what they're going to do in the, the coming year, and they maybe feel like they need to restart, whether it's fitness or, or jumpstart something uh, uh, to move it forward. Do you have a couple of tips as to, you know, what people could do kind of right away to, to start planning to, to kind of rejig things in, in 2021? What would, what would you suggest they do? Yeah, I think uh, for one, not put pressure on themselves to, you know, deliver in results. Um, I think that that, you know, people have these high expectations and, you know, they don't want to make a fool of themselves. They're either, you know, not fit enough to start, but the hardest part is just to start and you just need to literally walk in the gym and just take one day at a time. And I think that, you know, when we, when we want to do that, we just start thinking of the what ifs and we start complicating the whole process. And then that's when it starts getting daunting. And then that's when we just don't do anything about it. We just plunder on it where honestly, you just have to get into the gym, go and talk to a coach, see if it's right for you in terms of finances and, and location and, and the vibe. I think the vibe is very important. You know, I went to a a CrossFit gym, my very first session, I walked away and I hated it. Um, because of the vibe. And so that was something 
you know, I went back two, two, two months later and gave it another shot. But the vibe was different, you know. I, I got a different experience and I, I fell in love with it. So, it's, you know, had I never gone back, I would have never had the life that I have today. Um, and I would have, you know, like that, that just wouldn't have been okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think honestly just going in and just giving it a try because, you, you know, I mean, today is going to be my first day of actually going and moving the body since the games. Um, I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm just going to, you know, go and do it and just take my time and getting back into it. I have to just start moving the body so that when I get to career, you know, they, I rock up and they all think that I'm this fittest woman on, on, on the earth and, you know, I'm overweight and unfit and I can't push the sled. So I need to start getting the body moving and, you know, getting, getting back into it. So um, it's just a process and you have to be patient. Yeah. And just get it started. Get it started. Just yeah. go. All right. Well, again, thank you so much. I, I know that, uh, Tia, this is uh, probably, you know, you're, you're a, you have a busy lifestyle. And actually, this is probably the one time you have a little snapshot of time to yourself. So I, I thank you even more for taking the time today. So I appreciate that. Um, how, uh, if people are following you, uh, what are some of the best ways of doing that uh, right now, Tia? So you can find me on Instagram at TiaClaire1. Uh, also on Facebook, it's TiaClaireToMe. Uh, athlete and then we also have a youtube channel that you can laugh at shane and i um yeah. it's uh tia claire to me and shane or um what else i mean yeah definitely go check out the book you can learn a little bit more about my um upbringing and yeah. you know getting to 2017 um and then I'm, I'm pretty open about you know where i'm at and what i'm doing throughout social media so yeah. um yeah. Well, and, and what we'll do is for everybody in, we'll have it in the show notes. We'll have all those links in there too. And uh, you should check out the YouTube channel. It is quite funny from time to time, by the way. Um, so, uh, so definitely do that. And uh, we will uh, put those links in. If you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that. Um, and, uh, and then every time we have great guests, just like Tia, then uh, you'll be the first to hear it as well. Um, again, thank you, Tia. And thanks to Shane as well. I know he's, I thought I heard him around there somewhere earlier. So just uh, obviously he's doing a good job. So um, so thanks very much and uh, good luck, I guess, in uh, in your next kind of big, uh, whether it's bobsledding or CrossFit in the next little while. So uh, good luck. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys having having me on the show for sure. And I hope that everyone enjoyed uh, enjoyed me blabbering on. <laughs> oh, not at all. It was fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to everybody again on Big Idea, Big News.